Oh, shit, I forgot to download your sand samples. I was going to do it while we did What's in the Box Weekly, but I guess we can start the episode and I'll do it in the background. Okay. Farago. You know I can't carry us. <laughs> <laughs> and when there was two sets of footprints, that was when I was trying to get you to carry me, but you just kept forcing me to walk on my own. <laughs> it wasn't great. All right. Um, let's do it. Jesus always yes hands. <laughs> Welcome to Think Outside the Box Set Season 11, Mother Truckers. It's a return to country music with Shania Twain. And uh, this is a podcast about learning to appreciate artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. And I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. What made you say that? Say what? Say what? Um, (laughs) Shania Twain, she is the highest grossing is that what or the the best-selling female country artist in america ever ever the world well i mean she's canadian but maybe it's just in america i mean i she's got it if someone's the highest selling country artist in america they have to be the highest selling country artist in the world right oh maybe that's a good question because it's there just are... such a specifically i mean she is canadian but she did most of her like country work in nashville i think yeah yeah she definitely like was imported uh, right. into america um that's a good question i'm not 100 percent sure about that because i know canada loves country music and um mm. there are other subsections elsewhere like yeah but do you germany think... <laughs> it's a bunch of germans who love country western music but it's probably not as dominant as it is here in America, huh? Right. Yeah. I'm like trying to imagine like uh, a different country having a country music artist that sells more than a uh, hundred million copies of the record. Yeah. There aren't even that many uh, people in Canada. So good luck <laughs> selling like, uh, you know, what, 10 albums to every Canadian. How many people are in Canada? How many people? Canada? <laughs> it There's has 37 million Canadians. Oh, really? That isn't very many. Yeah, How so many aren't there like 300 million Americans? 340, I mean, US 350? Aliens? Yeah, it's, we have a, there's a lot more people down here than there are up there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they would have had to sell three albums to every Canadian to get 100 million records sold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to which we would say, that don't impress me much. I mean, I know you've been saving up that to say it at an opportune time. So you're America's time. hat. I, I don't know. That don't impress a me much. Okay, that's better, but still forced. <laughs> I know you've been wanting to say that, but maybe save it up for a different situation. One that How is actually applicable. every situation for the next five episodes? <laughs> now, that sounds like something I would do, Cameron. Am I rubbing off on you? Am I a bad, bad uh, influence? Uh, that's Yes. Well, yeah, duh. I don't know why I asked. Duh. I'm the bad guy. Why asking dumb questions? Uh, So this first album is her uh, E-Pony Mouth album, and it is not very successful. Nope. And things really kicked off uh, when she moved down to Nashville and started making big ol' albums. Yeah. Uh, This was recorded up in in her native Canada, right? Um, Yes. Actually, do you want to get into a little bit of her background? Did you read any of her bio on Wikipedia? Yeah, I did. I did. Some yeah, fascinating so, stuff in there. Yes, absolutely. So she had like a pretty interesting home life uh, that seemed like there, <laughs> like she, like it was really hard. Uh, yeah. 
So she had uh, a step family, basically, uh, her dad and then her dad's biological, I mean, sorry, her stepdad and her stepdad's biological kids. Uh, and she has a quote here. Uh, my father, Jerry, went out of his way to raise three dollar daughters that weren't even $3. his for me. Three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. For me to acknowledge another man as my father, a man who never was never there for me uh, as a father who wasn't the one who struggled every day to put food on our table uh, would have hurt him terribly. We were a family, stepfather, stepbrothers. We never used that vocabulary in our home to have referred to him as my stepfather would have been the worst slap across the face to him. One of my favorite little um, side uh side facts there is that she was born eileen regina edwards and when she was adopted and her her and her sisters were adopted by this guy jerry twain uh they adopted his surname and then also he being her stepfather and well let's just say shania's stepfather and shania's mother had a son together and they named him mark oh very good (laughs) they they got a son named mark twain yeah (laughs) i can't tell if that's very very good or very very tragic (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that poor kid you know yeah and then they had another son named n-word jim which oh. was very controversial <laughs> oh, god jesus <laughs> mark twain did it not me <laughs> well this is true um so uh s- something else that's interesting about jerry twain uh is he's um an Ojibwa from the nearby Matagami First Nation. Mm-hmm. And basically when she moved, when she got her first recording contract in Nashville and she applied for immigration status, um, she she somehow <laughs> like, but because her, because her stepfather, Jerry Twain, was a full-blooded full Ojibwe, um, she became legally registered as having 50% Native American blood, mm-hmm. even though um, it seems like she's she doesn't have any uh, Native American biological heritage at all. There's right. like a little bit of uh, controversy about it, but not, not like an Elizabeth Warren amount. Um, Yikes. And uh, I think that's uh, an interesting situation. Um, I was just listening, well, just being... I guess about a year ago. Yeah. Um, I was listening to an episode of Yo Is This Racist where um, I guess his name is Joey Clift came on. and Yeah, I love when he comes on. Oh, boy. <laughs> Are you... Okay. Great, you got <laughs> no, me. No, I, I, I might be thinking of someone else. <laughs> you got me. Okay. That's the... Again, this is the kind of thing I would do to you. So, <laughs> turnabout is fair play. What are you even talking about? Uh, Yo Is This Racist. There's a guy named Joey Clift yeah. that appeared on the program um and i forget the specific details but if i remember correctly i think he was adopted by a uh, native american family so he identifies as native american and that's like his background culturally but not to whatever extent you know biology is at all an appropriate way to think about the made-up concept yeah, of race anything ever <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> yeah so uh i guess all that to say that you know it's I think it would be probably inaccurate to say that she doesn't have like Ojibwe heritage. Right. Especially cause, uh, she, her mom divorced her biological dad when she was two. Right. So she, her, her stepfather, uh, Jerry Twain was by all accounts, like her only father for a very long time. Yeah. And she has a, a status card 
to be part of the Temagami First Nation. Yeah. And so she's like part it's, of it. <laughs> Wikipedia phrases it in a very weird way. It says, is on the official band membership list of the Temagami First Nation. Yeah. I don't know if that's like a term of art or uh, a specific like jargon to that domain, but band membership sounds like an odd way to phrase that <laughs> it's just a big uh a big rock band everyone in that first nation is required to play music and join the band yeah i like like symphonic uh symph- symphonic pop like um like uh polyphonic spree Timogami uh-huh. first nation uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well i know that in canada they love to have bands that have like 12 to 15 people like arcade fire has a shitload and like new pornographers and stuff and of course polyphonic spree not that you gotta get all those you gotta have a lot of people to really sell those haze and hoes exactly (laughs) cameron that's a that's a hurtful word we don't use that term anymore we say sex. i'm sorry (laughs) haze and sex workers (laughs) (laughs) like that that cool song by the lumineers hey sex worker (laughs) oh boy these are dumb puns. They are not meant to disparage anyone. Um, so, yeah, I, so I think I think what's I mean this is like just a little part of her backstory, but I think it's interesting that she's registered as having fifty percent Native American blood mm-hmm. because I mean I don't know all the politics there, but from what I've heard, Canada is a little bit better at recognizing nuanced like uh, biological racial ancestry. Um, than the United States is, and that United the United States, uh, with our blood quantum laws and our single drop r- rules and like all of that stuff, um, has made it so that it's really hard to have anything that doesn't fit neatly into some sort of census category. Right. And uh, I wonder if her having f- <laughs> being listed as having fifty percent Native American blood. I wonder if that has something to do with like translating the canadian standards into oh. into the united states mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh standards um i guess there's something called jay's treaty so we should maybe look maybe it would have been good to look into that before <laughs> starting to talk jay's about this treaty uh, no the jay treaty um you really think yeah. that is something we should have figured out like it's gonna really uh inform a lot of what we're gonna talk about with the shania is it really that important? no just with that just with the last fucking 15 minutes i guess we have talked about it for a long time let's yeah. move on uh she changed her name to shania she spent uh years starting when she was eight right she started singing in like bars um, yeah she like tried to tried to like help her family like survive by singing at, at like midnight to two in bars and make in for tips that's which rough is kind of fucked kid. up yeah. yeah um and then she she referred to it as like her her on the road voice uh school or whatever i forget how she phrased it per, per, yeah her own kind of performing arts school on the road yeah she kind of paints it like like it's kind of idyllic but yeah that's pretty troublesome to me yes it is um not to mention there was strife between her parents and i think some like physical altercations yeah i think she says she witnessed like physical violence between her parents yeah so rough stuff Yeah. yeah i think her like she she and her sisters and her mom like went to live in a shelter somewhere at some point and mm-hmm. yeah real real tough stuff mm-hmm. 
and then uh, let's see. She assembled assembled a demo tape of her songs, uh, and then within a few months, she was signed to Mercury Nashville Records, which I think is the label she's still on. So they really like wow. got their worth out of her. Uh, and that was around the yeah. time that she changed her name to Shania. And Wikipedia has a big long section about Shania and how it supposedly is an Ojibwa word, which means on my way, but then it's disputed. And th- you can definitely tell it's one single paragraph, but there are definitely several voices in there fighting each other about uh, interesting about <laughs> what it really means and where it actually comes from. And if there's any like actual basis in the Ojibwa language. Gotcha. Yep. Interesting. I didn't read that part. Yep. But then, uh, yeah, her self-titled album comes out, Shania Twain, 1993. And it is underwhelming and not very good. <laughs> it's pretty generic, like, yeah. 80s pop country. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's not dissimilar to me to, like, Alanis Morissette's, like, first couple Canadian albums. Right, yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like, it gives me similar vibes. It's like, okay, this is like a... Uh, I don't know, like a little talent reel that's, you know, where there's some little hints at something better coming, but mm-hmm. uh, mostly it's, <laughs> I don't know, pretty underwhelming. Yep. So strap in, folks. Strap in. <laughs> um, it kind of reminded me a little bit at times of um, Bonnie Raitt. Okay. And uh, to a lesser extent, uh, Katie Lang also. Who that? Katie Lang? You don't know Katie mm-hmm. Lang? Is that great. Uh, two different letters? K and yeah. D? K and D. She is a um, Canadian female country singer that got started in the 80s. She's a um, she's elite gamer. I do, oh, Kill Death Ratio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kill, yeah, her, her that's her name. Kill Death uh, Lang. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, no, she's great. She, I she has a fantastic voice. I actually have a sound sample that I can play as we go along uh, to sort of Mm, uh, compare to Shania's okay. sound. Um, but yeah, she had an album that came out in 1987 that I found at a thrift store. It's called Angel with a Lariat, I think. Um, it's a pretty cool album, actually. I really enjoy it. And then, yeah, I, I, I really appreciate um, Katie Lang. And she had a, a super group a couple years ago called Lang Case Veers, uh, which was a group with Katie Lang, Nico Case, and Laura Veers and Whoa. their album they have one album together it's very cool i like it a lot cool so katie lang everyone um yeah uh let's see general thoughts about the album besides it's not that great it's kind of a poppy country sound um, yeah there, there's there's definitely some like kind of synthy um more generic 80s kind of sounds in here mm-hmm. that don't fit cleanly into country music right. she is she has been crowned the queen of pop country yeah i almost feel like it might be more accurate to say that she's like country inflected pop because there's like no fiddles there's a little bit of slide guitar i think i remember hearing but a lot of it is like like, two songs with uh a couple like generic slide guitar fills mm -hmm. it's like oh this is country now yeah exactly but the rest of it is like pretty standard sort of like pop rock idioms yeah um there's only one song that she was involved in writing which is the song God Ain't Gonna Get You For That. She's the first songwriter oh. credited. See, this is... That's my uh-huh. fa- that's my favorite song. <laughs> and uh, that, I think, bodes well for the future of her career. I'm excited to see... I don't know how many songs she writes in her future albums, but uh, if she writes more and we get to hear more of that kind of stuff, that's going to be good for this podcast. Yeah. 
More also, on that soon. Yeah, more on that. But also, um, in 1993, she marries uh, Mutt Lang, the producer. Um, you know, have you heard of this guy? No. He's produced or otherwise worked with Celine Dion, ACDC, Britney Spears, Def Leppard, The Boomtown Rats, Foreigner, Michael Bolton, The Cars, Brian Adams, Huey Lewis and the News, Billy Ocean, The Cores, Maroon 5, Lady Gaga, Nickelback, and Muse. Wow. So he's a very successful sort of like super producer. Um, and he marries uh, Shania Twain in 1993 and starts uh-huh. producing her albums, the, f- the albums after this first self-titled one. Wow. So, Are they still together? No, they divorced in 2010. Okay. But yeah, I wonder. I wonder to what extent like their collaboration helped elevate like Shania's. I mean, not that I want to like give all the credit to a man. <laughs> when we're talking about a female singer. <laughs> no, I, I think it's fair to say that like, you know, not all singers are producers or like mm-hmm. business people, and like yeah, there are. There's more than just like raw talent that goes into uh, making someone sell a uh, hundred million records. Right. And he's also listed as like writing all these songs with her. Yeah. Or at least in the ne- the following album, The Woman in Me. <laughs> the Woman in Me is apparently just Mutt playing. Yeah. Oh, he also co-writes uh, then all the ones for Come On Over too. There you so, go. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think sometimes people don't realize how important a producer can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and he's a pretty big time one. So, all right. Do you want to get into the songs? Yeah. Okay. Starting with track one. What made you say that, Cameron? What made you say that? Ah, uh, beat you to it. What made you say track one? Because it's track one. And also, who's on first? The one I finally choose is simply I love you. That's the words came out. I heard a voice inside me say, What made you say that? Was it the moonlight? Was it the starlight in the What made you say that? So yeah, as you can hear, like the only things that may really make it sound like country are the vocal styles. Like, yeah, there's a little bit of like country style electric guitar, a little bit playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a song about self doubt. It is, and also having an incredibly uh, strong opening line. Maybe tonight I'm going to tell him how I feel. Nope. Get to what her the the words she says to him. Okay. Maybe just maybe he'll want to be my baby. What if he's got plans of his own? I'm waiting for the perfect moment, looking for the perfect phrase. The one I finally choose is simply I love you. As the words come out, I heard a voice inside me say, what made you say that? <laughs> Which is a pretty valid question. If like your opener yeah. to somebody is, I, I love you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Wait, I mean, so, are you suggesting that maybe like they've never talked before? <laughs> I don't know. They seem to know each other. Because she says, maybe tonight I'm going to tell him how I feel. Yeah. So it's kind of, I don't know. Um, it, I don't think it's clear from the song how much they've known each other. Maybe they've just seen each other across a bar a couple times. And then she just walks up and the first thing she says is, I love you. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Take, oh, taking no. the plunge to say the L word. Yeah, lesbians. I'm, I'm in lesbians with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, just watched, I just watched that movie. I love with, that uh, movie. With Jay a couple days ago. Oh, Still great. So great. Um, let's see. What made you say that? Yeah, it's a pretty simple story song. Um, the, the chorus is kind of fun. What made you say that? Was it the moonlight? Was it the starlight in your eyes? Have you, what, what made you say that? Have you been listening to your heart? It's too late now. You don't want to take it back. 
because I know love's what made you say that. You know, it's not too late because <laughs> if you say, I don't love you <laughs> after saying I love you, I think people will believe you. <laughs> I think that's right. Also, you can, <laughs> yeah. you can just like keep going and change the meaning of the phrase. You can be like, I love you, Suf Islam's music. <laughs> I love you, Geo Card. I love games. you, Universal Healthcare. <laughs> yeah, Go Canada. Can, it's not too late. <laughs> you can keep going and just make it something different. Come on, why don't you think of that, Shania? <laughs> Dummy. Um, yeah, there's very little else to this song. Uh, they just so keep repeating think, the chorus. I think the idea of having instant self-doubt after making a confession is interesting, but I do not think that she has... M- Anything to say about it? Yeah, she only captures the idea, but she doesn't capture the feeling. Because within the end of the chorus, she says, it's too late now, you don't want to take it back, because I know love's what made you say that. It's pretty definitive. It does not leave much up to, like, uh, interpretation. And I don't think it's necessarily very interesting to have a song about a half second of self-doubt. Yes. You know? (laughs) Especially because it's so neatly resolved with a bow. Verse 2, look up to see his reaction, and a smile slowly spread across his face. He said, what took you so long? That's That's what I've been waiting on. Thought you'd take forever and a day. Now, why hasn't he said it? Or maybe he doesn't feel that way. And he just likes asymmetrical relationships. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's just like wants to, to get her in love. Maybe he's gaslighting her. Yeah. Or maybe he said, I love you a long time ago. And she was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, boy. How, uh, how awful would that be to hear? <laughs> I love you. I, I love that. Or, I heard that. <laughs> Don't, tell me about it, stud. Tell me about it. <laughs> Duh. Uh, so, I think the worst offense of this song is, is ending the... Well, <laughs> tied. I have two sound samples. One mm. is the way that the chorus sounds when it ends on the word that, which is there's hypothetically a way to do that that doesn't sound just weird and limp but uh this definitely sounds weird and limp mm-hmm. it's too late now you don't want to take it back because i know love's what made you say that what makes you say it's so weak sounding what, what do you dislike about it it just feels like a really weak word to end a line on yeah it's the word that Mm-hmm. it's like a pronoun but it's like a a very impersonal pronoun hmm so ju- you just like have a grammatical beef with this song uh do do you not agree as <laughs> i mean i'll defer to you as someone with an mfa in creative writing especially someone who's written a lot of poetry do you do you not agree that lines can feel better when they don't end on a word like the or a or that I definitely feel that way about um, prepositions like the or and um, or a. Like those are very usually almost always terrible choices to like uh, break a line on. Um, but you think that that because it's a pronoun yeah, is, is a better choice? Yeah, I, I I guess I'm saying it didn't stand out to me. Um, musically, it doesn't seem like super weak because she goes like up on the word that and it gives it like a little extra pop, little jump. Um, but also like... Uh, I don't know. It's the whole song is about that is about the thing that she said. Yeah. And 
I, I guess like the voices of self-doubt, they're like, what made you say that? So it didn't bother me, I guess is what I'm saying. Maybe I just don't like that word. Oh, you said it. You can't stop saying it. Knee. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's also a guitar solo in this that's <laughs> it's, it's pretty jarring. It has some nice moments, mm. but then it really mm-hmm. shits the bed at the end because there's a big old key change. So <laughs> let's hear that. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> it's it's like uh, let's just not let's not hang a lantern on it. Let's hang a thousand lanterns on it so that it f- breaks and falls to the ground and gets set on fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. A thousand points of light. Yeah. <laughs> But oh yeah, I, <laughs> I also really wanted to know um, if Shania played any guitar on this album, and it appears that she did not. Ah, yeah, I, I wonder like, if she oh, plays. If that's Shania's solo. What's that? <laughs> I wonder if she plays. She apparently does. She references playing, and she's categorized on Wikipedia as a Canadian female guitarist. Um, but it's she's not credited with playing on this album. Should we move on to the second song? Yes, we should. You lay a whole you. lot of love on me. <laughs> yes, I do. And also, let's listen to the second song. <laughs> Ever since I met you, babe, I've been living in a dream. You lay a whole lot of love on me. A whole Oh boy, those like those like uh, the synth keyboard sounds at the very end of that sound sample are great. That really, well, they, that really made me think of um, Bonnie Raitt. Yeah, in the, the Nick of Time album. I never really hear those used anymore. Yeah, is that just like a specific setting on a synth? Yeah, it must be like uh, okay. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty standard sample. Mm-hmm. That guitar mm-hmm. sound too. That's, yeah. <laughs> So, so what's this song about? <laughs> this, this whole song is based on like a, a really odd idiom that I don't know if existed before this song. And it certainly doesn't exist now. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea of uh, uh, it's like my body is a tapestry that you lay love on <laughs> and you lay so slopping much, it on yeah. with like a paintbrush. Yeah. Oh, the red strokes. So basically, yeah. And there's a lot of just like strange, <laughs> strange imagery in this song. Do you want? Oh, do you want to talk about the extremely strong opening line? Yeah, I do. I can feel your body tugging gently on my mind. Yeah, I have a sound sample of that. It's the one that says, "This sounds unhealthy." <laughs> I feel your body. That's not really how bodies and minds work, but whatever. She's found a a new kind of brain sex. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's a real head rush. Yeah. So (laughs) that just gives me a lot of really weird images. Uh, Another really strange one is uh, the one about the clay. Do you want to play that sound sample? 
Which one is it's that? It's the one that, that says, some and then dud. you fuck the clay. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. You just, um, like that scene in The Master on the beach where they just, like, shape the sand into the shape of, like, <laughs> some weird crude woman. And then all the, like, Navy dudes take turns having sex with it. That's sort of what uh, you're getting at, right? Yeah. <laughs> that movie is, oh, boy. There's a lot about that that still is uh, very memorable to me. I love that movie. It's, it's definitely something. Uh, that's one of the best parts. <laughs> did, did a lot for me. Uh, I bet it did. And then, like, halfway through the song, just, like, this dude shows up and starts singing backup vocals. And it was kind of jarring. I was like, hey, yep. where'd you where'd you come from? Hey, get out of here. Get out of here. I wonder <laughs> if this is That's a Shania song. Oh, well, I don't think he's involved in her first album. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, but let's, uh, let's take a listen. Yeah. Actually, let's see. Who else is credited with vocals? Anthony Martin, John Wesley Riles, Ronnie Skyfe, Shania Twain, Cindy Richard Walker, Dennis Wilson, Curtis Young. So, nope, no mutt laying there. I was wondering if we could workshop this title a little bit. So, would it be better if it was, you hang a whole lot of love off of me? Hmm. <laughs> or, you project a whole lot of love upon me? You slap that love right down on me. <laughs> you, you, you stomp me down with love, to use a, a phrase she uses later in the album. Yeah. <laughs> You're drowning me in a tsunami of love. <laughs> you, you're you're uh, carpet bombing me with love. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, you lay a whole lot of love on me just, <laughs> to me, makes it sound like they have sex in missionary position, and mm-hmm. uh, That's it. the second person in this song is big, <laughs> is bigger than her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It prefers to be on top. <laughs> yeah, he's like a, a real big, big boy is going to crush her if he doesn't prop himself on the elbows well enough. <laughs> yeah, this this is just like a, uh, like a, a bit of an intervention. Just like, hey, we got to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we... When we make love, uh, I'm just absolutely smothered. And also, I can feel your body tugging gently on my mind. (laughs) Stop it. These are two issues that I have. (laughs) Get your body out of my mind. Uh, Can we talk about Dance with the One That Brought You? I guess we should. At a table for two, because he's already out on the floor. I think about something that my mama used to say to me. You gotta dance with the one that brought you. Stay with the one that wants you. The one who's gonna love you when all of the others go home. So when she says, I think about something that my mama used to say to me, she should have, you know, parenthetically next to that, apropos of nothing. (laughs) Because... (laughs) The whole like device of this song, you got to dance with the one that brought you, doesn't seem to have any bearing on the rest of the story because it's about her going dancing with a man, mm-hmm. and he's a real go-getter and the best two-stepper you'll see. Yeah, but she's not. She doesn't seem to be tempted to dance with 
anyone else. Yeah. And he doesn't seem to be tempted to dance with anyone else. Are you kidding me? He, uh, she's sitting alone at a table for two because he's out al- already out on the floor. Oh, so is so I she? Think he's he's getting out there. Is she? It seems though, like like she likes him and like she doesn't have a problem with him dancing with other people. Right. Yeah. So why I, is she singing this? This chorus? song's very confusing. It it almost feels like they're talking about two different things at the same time. Like it seems like what her mom was getting at is like you just. You know, if you find someone who loves you, just stick with them, you know, uh, yeah. like, uh, cling to them and don't let them go or whatever. Um, but it seems like she's almost interpreting it in terms of, oh, he's out dancing. So therefore I should go out and dance with him. Oh, did you see what I mean? It's like this weird sort of like it's it's trying to work two ways at the same time or something. I, I think it's re- reasonable to say, like, dance with the one that brought you because, like, I guess there's some sort of social conduct maybe in some eras that if you go dancing with someone, it's like a little bit rude if you get swept up dancing with someone else Mm -hmm. because you're on a date with your date. But maybe you're saying that she's saying uh, when you go dancing with your significant other or person that you're dating, you should actually dance instead of sitting at a table. Like the issue is that you're not dancing, not that you're dancing with someone else. That's what it sounds like. I mean, she's sitting alone at a table for two because he's out already. On, he's already out on the floor. But so, <laughs> you know, yeah, he's got his old best buddies and his new best friends, and all the girls give him the eye. He's a good time, Charlie, which is definitely a phrase that was not completely invented. It's, <laughs> I mean, everybody we, we used all, all no, all no, 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 no. There's a comma missing in the genius. He's a good time, Charlie. Comma. Oh, this whole song is dedicated to Charlie. Well, it's not dedicated, but like she's speaking to Charlie, addressed to, and yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's clear, and I don't have any issue with that. <laughs> well, yeah, that so much is clear. Yeah, duh. I think it's pretty obtuse uh, of you to not understand that. But he, he's a good time, Charlie, and the life of the party tonight. But when I think about another, well, I don't think twice because there'll never be another l- like him. I know he really loves me, and I think maybe Mama was right. You got to dance with the one that brought you, etc. Yeah, yeah. This is a bad song. <laughs> Except yeah. uh, I really like the the progression in the verse, and I think it's super catchy. Yeah, let's listen to your sound sample about it. That's great. That's fun. I like that. That's really yeah. nice. It's not it's not very dancey. No, it's not at all dancey. It's too fast to be a slow dance. And it's and too slow to be a fast and dance. And too ah. kind of contemplative in its uh, you know, chromatic walk down. Yeah. To, and it's sad slide guitar. Mm-hmm. But I like it. So that's all I like about yeah. this song. Mm-hmm. This song makes no sense. And it's not one? Shania's fault. It's Noro Wilson and Harold Shedd's fault. Really? On the Genius, it says written by Gretchen Peters and Sam Hogan. Oh, I was looking at the production. All you right. Dummy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for being dumb. <laughs> uh, shall we go next song, number four? We should. It's called Still Under the Weather. But I've come a long way towards getting you out of my mind. I'm still under the weather, but I'm I still miss the shelter of your 
So this is a this is a device in a lot of country music at the time. We heard this a lot with Garth as well, which mm-hmm. is let's take a phrase and sort of reverse engineer a song out of it. Yeah, it's like pun songwriting. Yeah, so the one in here is, I'm still under the weather, but I'm over the storm. Mm -hmm. It's a post-breakup song. Yeah. She's reflecting on it. And Um, I think it, this song at least makes sense and functions. Yes, it has some interest, some opening lines that I think are kind of good. It's hard to say. My first lesson losing a love was you. Learning to live with your memory was lesson number two. Uh, although, of course, when I was listening to it for the first time, I was like, is she talking about poopy pee-pee? <laughs> Bathroom stuff? <laughs> Living with your memory is a real number two, if you know what I mean. Ah, <laughs> uh, and I'm real constipated. <laughs> Why'd you get to go make me so constipated? <laughs> yeah, okay. You know that Weird Al song? I do. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is a very much like a Garth style uh, writing of the song. Yeah. So I think it is interesting. I like the idea of writing about a specific moment or a specific, I just like specificity in general is good. And I think this song does yeah. a good job at being specific, which is saying this is a song about being not absolutely devastated, but still like getting my strength back. Right. It is not um, as good of a song as that one song that Garth has about um, uh, bouncing back from a, a terrible breakup and going on a first date, like a blind oh, date. Oh, yeah. Like that, that song, song was very good. Really good. And it has more specifics in it. But I do appreciate mm-hmm. that, like, yeah, this is a song about a very specific feeling. And I, I'm sure that it was useful to people who listened. Yeah, who are going through the Although same thing. I have to, yeah, I have to say that I, I'm not necessarily a fan of the way she uses "under the weather" because she's trying to do that pun songwriting thing where she like reinterprets a phrase, but she, I think she gets it wrong because when you say "under the weather," that means someone is like sick or yes. ill, right? And but she's using it almost like a double metaphor where she's like, "Yeah, I'm still under the weather," i.e., I'm still getting over the breakup or the. It doesn't even say breakup. It, this person could have died, actually. True. Yeah. Which is the ultimate breakup. <laughs> it's the <laughs> ultimate didn't did not end on good terms. It was not yeah, mutual. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's why people on their deathbeds are always like, I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> uh, Flatline. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you, it's my cancer. Uh, mm, sad jokes. They well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so she's she's working on, she only has like two, she says, I'm still under the weather, but I'm over the storm. I still miss the shelter of your loving arms. So these are all in the same metaphor. Then she throws in a, a cliche, but what I thought would kill me has just made me strong. Yeah, I didn't like that. I don't know if she's really earned that statement. Yes. She's just using a cliche because it's there and then she says again but i'm still under the uh, i'm still under the weather but i'm over the storm so mm-hmm. uh, yeah and that's pretty much the entire song yeah right? we There's should not, yeah. not a lot we should move on yeah mo- most of these songs don't have any bridges they're just mm-hmm. uh verse chorus verse chorus solo chorus mm-hmm and I, I'm not complaining either this whole album's like 30 minutes long hey a short is sweet I and like that's it. nice that is very nice for me. 
I like it. God ain't gonna get you for that. Here we go, Shania's song. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, <laughs> this is a song about God, uh, sort of being a big brother type figure who is just like cruising around with his big eye of Sauron. Uh, <laughs> if I'm not mixing too many metaphors, just like looking around for people to beat up on and smite. And she's like, "Hey, you know, God's not going to get you if 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 we fuck, basically." Yeah, um, I feel because like he's too busy. She, I feel like more like what she's <laughs> implying is like. Let's take a ride in my car and finger bang each other. <laughs> like that's oh, kind of really? like more of the level. <laughs> it's like <laughs> this is a song about moral relativism and saying like there's nothing wrong with a man and a woman finger banging <laughs> under a honky honky tonk moon. <laughs> in my car, God ain't gonna pay no attention. We're just making use of his invention of yeah. finger blasting. <laughs> Come on, baby, don't hold back. God ain't gonna get you for that. Oh boy. Uh, yep. So there is a conservative Christian man who's made his way to the honky tonk bar, but he's mm-hmm. sitting in the corner and he's really afraid of being s- smitten in the bad way by God because yes. he is smitten by all the women and specifically Ooh, Shania Twain. Yes, he's a he's a real shy guy and he's shy and he's but he does really want to finger bang someone. He wants to get finger lucky. <laughs> <laughs> his fingers want to get lucky uh, and she is like a hipster and she, she said she offers to give him a special beverage do you do you want to play that sound sample uh-huh Won't you let a lady buy you i get mm-hmm. really uptight when i drink cold brew personally <laughs> there's way too much caffeine i don't think she means cold brew coffee cameron <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I know you're making a joke, but just to be, she says, won't you let a lady buy you a cold brew, loosen you a up a little brew. more than you dare to. Yeah. I think she means a cold uh, brewski. Won't you let a lady buy you a natural latte? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I like, I like this song. <laughs> I do too. I it's, it's, <laughs> it's maybe my favorite. I mean, I, I don't really like the whole conceit of like, well... I, I can't really well, like the whole conceit. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't, I don't like the whole conceit because it kind of depends on this weird, like surveillance, um, punishing God thing, but nowhere does it say that Shania actually believes in that. Right. It almost sounds like she's kind of working with this dude's weird religious hangups and being like, it's like hey, a neck. You know? It's like, what's your fucking problem? I've yeah. been like <laughs> making eyes at you. And just like, you're just like forcing my hand. Do you think that, you're gonna go to hell you're gonna go to hell get, get in my fucking cadillac and let's finger blast each other <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> god ain't gonna get you for that what's a honky tonk moon um it's got a tack piano on it <laughs> <laughs> so there's the phases of the moon there's waning gibbous and waxing gibbous and, and then there's cumulonimbus yeah <laughs> and then there's honky tonk moon <laughs> and hydrogen peroxide and honky tonk yeah so when the moon's uh, made of American cheese. 
and also um they're trying to get the moon into a three-way with them <laughs> yeah there's nothing wrong with a man and woman flirting with a honky-tonk moon <laughs> hey moon you're looking pretty nice up there so big and round man moon you dummy thick <laughs> get on down here in this cadillac and let's all finger blast each other <laughs> uh. hey hey Hey, hey, dude! I just met at the bar. You ever finger blasted the moon? That's how you. That's how you. Uh, that's how you lay a whole lot of love on someone. <laughs> <laughs> you pull the moon down until it crushes them. Yeah, like Thanos. That's all he's trying to do. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw that movie, Nathan, but at one point Thanos um, uses the uh, reality gem to uh, destroy the moon and throw it at Iron Man and all his pals. So. Just wanted what? to explain that for you. What is this bullshit? What? <laughs> that sounds like the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Uh, it's actually super cool <laughs> and fun, and it's a visual is visually spectacular. And you go watch it, and then tell me you feel the same way. Uh, I, you know, I love getting homework, especially when it involves watching like uh, between five and fifteen movies. Yeah, <laughs> that I definitely have time to watch. <laughs> Just love that. Should we move on to Got a Hold on Me? Yeah. This song really sounded like uh, Bonnie Raitt to me. Mm. Um, and I don't have a Bonnie Raitt sound sample, but you know what? You want to listen to that Katie Lang sound sample? I don't remember if it's at all like sure. this song, um, but just as a point of comparison, sure. here's another female Canadian country singer. Whoa. Yeah. A little, a little like kind of disco inflected. It feels like Grease mm-hmm. a little bit, but it also is kind of country. Yeah. There's a lot of fiddle on that album too, this huh. Angel with a Lariat album. Um, and I love how Katie Lang is like, is alternating between like gr- literally growling um, during her singing and then also just like soaring kind of operatically. Oh, hey, I yeah. just, uh, something just occurred to me uh, <laughs> that I mm-hmm. wanted to tell you. This is more of just like a personal aside, but maybe I'll... We've talked about it on the show before, but uh, John McCutcheon, who you grew mm-hmm. up listening to, he's coming yes. to Oregon, and uh, he, I, I reached out to him to be on Get Up mm-hmm. in the Cool, and his like managers have gotten back to me, and they <gasps> uh, they responded, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna like check, look into this, and get back to you." So I might have John McCutcheon on Get Up in the Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The owner oh, of folkmusic.com. <laughs> folkmusic.com which is his own personal website which he has because he earned it and not because he was an early adopter (laughs) (laughs) or maybe because one of his fans gave it to him or something yeah (laughs) oh man that would be insane if you got john mccutcheon on your show yeah i think we're gonna have a folk music off and we're gonna If, if he wins, then he gets to take over my podcast. And if I win, then I get to have folkmusic.com. <laughs> that's my goal. <laughs> you pitch that to his managers? Yeah. Well, that's going to be in the follow-up email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's going to be part of the writer, of course. Anyway, that's the... That's the no agreement m and The weekly... <laughs> 
That's the weekly plug for uh, Get Up in the Cool, Old Time Music with Cameron DeWitt and Friends, my other podcast, and now we can move on. That's a good podcast. I was listening to it recently. I was um, listening to the the harmonica playing lady from Seattle. Oh, that, that one's a fun episode. That one is great. Emily King. It is fun. Yeah. yeah. She's I like, cool. I like how like how much she takes charge and is like, well, it's time for another tune. <laughs> yeah, I, I could use a little more of that for my guests, to be honest. No shade. <laughs> Yeah, she's like she mm-hmm. plays the tune through twice, and then she's like, "All right, I think we could have could have played that longer, but uh, I don't know if it would have gotten any better." <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> no nonsense. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh, uh, anyway, Shania Twain got, got a, hold, a on hold on me. This is a song about erotic choking. <laughs> First, you're gonna finger blast the moon, and then uh, Shania wants to get choked out. Do you, uh, do you want to play that sample? Yes, I do. You got a hold on me, you're standing over me. Sometimes I hardly breathe at all. <laughs> oh boy, that's that's like that's definitely um, committing to the erotic choking if you're s- literally standing over <laughs> someone doing it. Uh, so that's how you lay a lot of love on someone. Un- you, s- you literally <laughs> stand on them and choke them <laughs> lovingly in a, in a loving way. So. Unfortunately, this is not a very like consensual song that or song about consent. This is a song about someone who is underneath someone's thumb metaphorically mm-hmm. and someone who is on the losing side of a power dynamic in a romance. So it's kind of a an abuse song. Yes, uh, especially verse two. Yeah, I got the sound sample well, of that if you want to play it. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, no. Stomp me down. I want to call it love. You know, it makes me bleed, but I could never leave. You got a hold on me. Yeah, this is not. But it's like this song almost sort of sells it as. Well, let me let me phrase it as a question. How do you think this song is trying to sell this situation? Because it doesn't seem tragic the way it's produced and written and performed and stuff. Yeah, I mean, one could say that. So there, there's a precedent for songs from a male perspective uh, blaming women for their just utter power over them, uh-huh. over over the man who's singing um, and saying like, oh, you got me like twisted around your finger, you know, like you have, you could just like totally mistreat me if you wanted to. And it's sort of this like false, you know... <laughs> It's it's you're so you're not really supposed to think that this is an abusive relationship. You're supposed to think that because it's a man, he can at any point decide to stop consenting. And, you know, if it's if he gives into this, it's his own damn fault, which I think maybe is problematic uh, because (laughs) it either it, it either excuses the man for whatever behavior he does in response um, because he's uh, attributing power when it's not there, when it's really his own, uh, his own libido or his own um, whatever. So like that's Mm -hmm. an issue, but then it could also be that the situation would be this person actually, he, this man is in a, in an, an abusive relationship with a woman and, and it's not good. (laughs) And he needs mm-hmm. to get out, you know? So like, 
all I'm trying to say is like, there's a precedent for this kind of song from a male perspective, but when it's from a, pe- a female perspective, it's a little harder to give her the, uh, the benefit of like doubt, uh, like that she, that this is actually from a place of agency and what she's experiencing is being sort of overwhelmed and in a, in a way that ultimately she has control over mm-hmm. and she's consenting to. So, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's, it, it almost seems like it's sold as like kind of this cutesy, like, almost like a like a blues situ- like you know, a situation you might sing about in the blues where it's like oh yeah you've got so much power over me and i just like can't make myself leave but what she's talking about is like pretty legitimately horrifying yeah or the way she's phrasing it at least so it's like i want to give her <laughs> i want this song to be about her working in that idiom of like this kind of song you know and at the end of the mm-hmm. day she's like no but really i'm fine it's just that like there's a super hot guy that I'm choosing to continue to engage with because mm-hmm. of his sexual energy, even though he's kind of shitty, you know, but like, this is what he I knows how to finger blast the moon real good. <laughs> yeah. Nathan, I think uh-huh. the movie's done. Okay. Let me find something else for you to do <laughs> real quick. <laughs> uh, hold on. I'm making mm-hmm. a note to cut. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. You got a hold on me, and it's my heart you're holding on, Kalima. Oh, oh, I see what you did there. Uh, yep. I know we have to move on. I had a joke in my notes, and I just needed to say it, even if I couldn't deliver it well. So there, you're, there you are. And, and even if it was just apropos of nothing, but that's fine. You know what? I mean, no, I, I'll edit I it. It'll don't make let that hold me back. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that's that's why you edit, so you can do stuff yeah. like that. All right. Uh, let's go on to the next song. Number seven, There Goes the Neighborhood. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. Oh, boy. just another day in any town usa which is weird for a canadian to say on an album recorded in canada and released in canada so my understanding is that the phrase there goes the neighborhood has to do with um like uh, people of color moving into your neighborhood and you're not happy with it that's also what I've heard, that that's where the origin of the phrase comes from and has always been kind of the meaning of it. So the idea like, oh. the idea of this song is that, uh, you know what, the real uh, race of people that, it, that makes a neighborhood uh, go bad, divorced people. <laughs> Divorcers and divorcees. Yeah, that's what this song's mm-hmm. about. When love moves out, there goes the neighborhood. You are only allowed to have a neighborhood if it's composed of uh, first-time marriage, uh, suburban nuclear family, leave-it-to-beaver-style uh, yeah. family units. Yeah, or just really dysfunctional marriages, but as long as they stay together, uh, for yeah. for worse. Yes. <laughs> for worse and worser. <laughs> yeah, this is just... This is an example of using shitty. a, like trying to recontextualize a an idiom or a phrase uh, for, uh, f- and, and doing a bad job at it. Yeah. 
I mean, especially because it's like it's a phrase that should not be tried to be redeemed. I don't think. No, unless or it's like in this way. Unless it's like I don't know. If you're talking about gentrifiers, I think that's legitimate. But yeah, maybe that's um, that's the yeah, only the way, way she, I could think to like actually recontextualize it. That would be good. Yeah, but this is this is just like written from the viewpoint of some like nosy suburbanite like peering through the blinds and just like judging everyone. Yeah. You- <laughs> Yeah, the the actual meaning of the song is kind of shitty too. Just like, yeah, oh, these people can't put a put aside their differences and yeah, like if you're be in married verse two, forever. First, <laughs> yeah, forever. Uh, verse two. First, they take off their wedding vans or wedding bands. Rather, <laughs> yeah, they call it quits. We didn't exchange rings. We exchanged uh, skater shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I gave her a pair of uh, skate highs. And she gave me a Plymouth town and country. (laughs) Seemed a little unequal, but whatever. Uh, First, they take off their wedding bands. They call it quits and call the moving vans. He takes his and she takes hers. And what's left over is left on the curb. It's like, come on. Just like, you don't have to be so shitty and like judgmental. And and then like, especially framed in in the context of a song that has the line in the chorus, when love moves out, there goes the neighborhood. Yeah. It's like she's not she's not um, criticizing um, bad habits that either one of them might have, abusive dynamics, or she's not you know criticizing maybe relationships that should never have been. She's literally only talking about divorce as if it were the problem. Yeah. When I think uh, most people would agree that divorce is usually a symptom of a problem yeah. or a sign of one. Yeah, either. absolutely. Um- <laughs> The couple down the block is splitting up, I hear, and they're the third ones on our street this year. Everything's just falling apart. Just shitty and judgmental. And just, yeah, the music is not great either. Not my favorite. Now, my question is, is God going to get you for that? Um, For getting divorced? I mean, I thought I was going to have a joke to (laughs) answer that question. I just don't. Cool. Shall we move on? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Before we do that, there's uh, uh, the keyboardist needs to fucking chill in this moment in the song. Oh, I can't wait. <clears throat> oh, boy. <laughs> no fucking chill. <laughs> All right. Uh, forget me. Oh, that's CeeLo Green song. another post breakup song but this one has a little bit different of a viewpoint yeah she's saying if you can't bother to think about me when it counts like to actually take care of me if if i'm not enough on your mind then just completely like men in black wipe your mind of me just mm-hmm. yeah don't don't just think about me some of the times and then forget me most of the time forgive me all the time all or nothing is what the song is about yeah basically i think this device this rhetorical device forget me like you forgot to come home at night forget me like mm-hmm. you forgot to hold me tight i think this is better than her other uh <laughs> concepts that she reverse engineers a song out of yeah i think i think it helps that it's not a just 
idiom or saying that she's trying to reinterpret. It's just more yeah. of a, uh, a, a spin on the different meanings of this verb to forget. Um, but also, I, I kind of like some of the content she's saying to him. Don't go around talking to your friends about me. Bury the past. Just let it rest in peace. So, like, we're breaking up, but you shouldn't just go, like, badmouth me to your friends. Um, leave well enough alone. There's uh, some kind of clever moments, like, so let me slip right out of your mind. I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just as long as your body isn't, you tugging. Know, in there tugging on it. <laughs> let I, my body slip right to... out of tugging on your mind. <laughs> <laughs> let the bodies tug the mind. Because uh, I forgot <laughs> uh-huh. to forgive and forget. That's good. I yeah, like that. Yeah. See, this is good. Like, yeah. Slightly corny, but ultimately enjoyable, uh, you know, pop country writing. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I have to say. About it. There's not like that. Not much a lot to, to this song. song. I have no sound samples. Let's, yes. let's, let's move on to When He Leaves You. Yes. What you'll soon be going through. this song was co-written by m night Shyamalan because there's a twist to it Shyamalan. yep shall i play your sound sample of the twist yeah yep Yeah, he's gonna leave you, honey, and he's gonna come right back home to me. I don't, I don't know if I really know how I feel about this song because on on the one hand, it kind of seems like a shitty, like catty thing to say to someone. It's like, oh, let me just sit you down and buy you a drink and tell you the heartbreak that's coming in your future, and he's gonna leave you, and he's gonna come back to me. Yes, yeah, it's just like something kind of like flippant and aloof about it. Yeah like shitty and patronizing yeah i guess maybe a better read of this is just like hey so i know this there's no easy way to say this but uh this is like i'm his partner this is a pattern for him and i go around and clean up his mess his messes and uh yeah this is what's happening super sorry maybe I don't know if there's anything to say that she is necessarily his partner. She could just be like a person that he has had an on again, off again thing with. And she's convinced that she oh, kind of like owns shit. him. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I've paid for loving him with tears. And when it's over, he'll be mine. Uh, I've known him all these years. So it's definitely like a long term thing. But yeah, she could just yeah. be like the woman that like he can't ever like fully... Uh, She's she's more than gently tugging on his mind. Her body, that is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it could be, it could be like she's his wife. It could be they've had like Fuck. an on again, off again thing. That's a really dark like, read of this song, but you might be right. Clear. Yeah. I don't like. It sort of lends itself the to darkness. I think the way she's talking to this other woman, like especially with that like uh, like twist ending thing. Yeah, and she's that, saying how like it's this is more than gonna break your heart. You're gonna cry a million tears. It seems like she's like a little bit too. <laughs> there's a little bit too much intimacy about how much she's foretelling her future sadness and suffering. She seems a little over eager to be like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna cry a million tears. It's like, yeah. Huh. Okay. Okay. 
um, it's going to tear your world apart. You're going to cry a million teardrops, one for every shattered dream when he leaves you and he comes back to me. That, that seems pretty dark to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think you might be onto something. Who wrote this song? Kent Robbins and Mike Reed, according to www.rapgenius.com. Okay. Did you know that if you, if you type in rapgenius.com, it just forwards to genius.com? Yes, I did. I do know that. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like um, back in the mid to late aughts, there is that like, I can has cheeseburger. Yes. (laughs) You know the meme, right? But did you know that there was a whole website and a whole company and they tried to like branch out into a media empire? Oh no. They owned like cheeseburger.com and they were like coming up with all these other like meme sites and whatever. And so they like started with just the, the narrow focus on I can has cheeseburger memes and sort of expanded outward from there and that's kind of what rap genius has reminded me of <laughs> they started with the cheeseburger but they're moving on to other stuff shall we move on to crime of the century yeah last song Oh my god, this sounds so much like a Bonnie Raitt album or yeah. song. Would it be bad if I tried to um, pull it up? Yeah, okay. go for it. And let's listen to there is. I think it, it reminded me most of this Bonnie Raitt song called "Thing Called Love" from Nick of Time. Just be a powerful thing. damn bonnie raid is so great that's really fun it's really fun but also the lyrics are just super cool it has it, she literally has a line in there where she says i ain't a porcupine take off your kid gloves <laughs> in the which is so great and like <laughs> it's like it's kind of a i don't know it's, it's a little bit of a mixing of metaphors but also a consistent metaphor of like you know you're gonna wear gloves if you're handling a porcupine um, but also like references handling someone with or something with kid gloves. Yeah. Um, because you believe it's sensitive and it's like this exhortation song to be like, yeah, you know, stop, you know, get over yourself and let's actually get together and finger blast the moon. <laughs> I know I keep repeating that, but <laughs> no, every time you say it, I'm like, yeah, that is a thing people say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like I could finger blast the moon. <laughs> Oh, oh, Mary, Mary, why, why I'll just wrestle the moon and bring it right down here and finger bang it right in front of you. <laughs> uh, That's not a very good uh, Jimmy Stewart impression. It was good for me. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I guess uh, instead of talking about Bonnie Raitt, which is a lot more fun for me to talk about, I guess we could talk about this song called Crime of the Century, Shania Twain. Yeah, so this is a heist song it's a real uh bonnie and clyde yeah but it's sung from the perspective of a bag of money <laughs> a canvas <laughs> bag with a dollar sign on it yeah you played robin hood and rescued me that's what the cash of yeah. the sack of cash says to the robber <laughs> <laughs> yeah so she is, is the a, she's the the hall 
the in hall. this. Yeah. The what? The hall. Like H A U L. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I get it now. And Th- this is a fun chorus. I think yeah. these are maybe some of my like this is my favorite like collection of lyrics probably in this album. Yeah. Uh, it was the crime of the century. You played Robin Hood and rescued me. Alibaba and the 40 Thieves ain't got nothing on you. You came on like Jesse James. You stole my heart like you were robbing trains. I'm going to lock you up for life with me. <laughs> it was the crime of the century. This, this right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fun. It's fun. It's really, it's good. I like really it. silly. <laughs> it's silly and flirty yeah. and, uh, yeah, she's just like doing like this little role playing thing almost. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, the verses are not as strong. No, they ins- in fact they're kind of bad. You stack the deck. You didn't gamble at all. You knew exactly how the cards would fall. You bet your heart, but as I recall, I didn't even stand a chance. Uh. Mm. Yeah, not not as good as the chorus. And if I live to be a hundred and one, honey, don't you think that it would be fun to do it all over again? <laughs> What does she mean by that? Does she mean like break up and start dating again? Uh, yeah. Why or is maybe that she's in this about, heist song? Yeah. Is it like, does she want to, well, maybe she, maybe this is all very literal. Maybe he like literally kidnapped her and she's developing Stockholm syndrome. And he's like, and she's like, yeah, wouldn't it be fun to reenact that? So she says it was love in the third degree. And I think she's, I mean, maybe it's different in Canada, but over here, the smaller the the ordinal number is, the bigger offense it is. Right. Like murder in the first degree is a more serious crime than murder in the third degree. What's an example of murder in the third degree? Is that even real? Does it even have that many degrees? (laughs) I'm going to look this up. Okay. Murder in the third degree. Murder in the third degree. Oh, third degree murder. Homicide uh, committed with the intention of causing bodily harm, but not necessarily death. Hmm. Indifference or negligence or recklessness. Yeah. So like... only, But only three states have a crime called third degree murder. Interesting. So it's like a step above manslaughter. Yeah. Hmm. Federal law has first and second degree murder, but only three states have third degree murder. Man, it's a a lot of murder options out there. It's a whole buffet. So she it's says, an embarrassment of riches. <laughs> she says, it was love in the third degree. Uh, so I guess we're supposed to take from that, like, <laughs> it's like almost a misdemeanor of love. It wasn't, it almost wasn't even a crime. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of an accident. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's, uh, that's mm-hmm. Shania Twain by Shania Twain. And yeah, uh, kind of underwhelming. Yeah. That don't impress me much. There you go. You finally found a place for it. Um, it's not a joke. No, it's just a fact. <laughs> yeah, that too. There's no exclamation marks either or parentheses in any of these song titles. Yeah. Yeah. We got time for that though. We will get to them. Yes. We knew yes. that this first album was maybe not going to be as fun as the next three. So yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's not surprising. All right. Well, do we have any other uh, general thoughts, or should we just close up the box and maybe see if we can get some time for what's in the box weekly? Yeah, let's let's uh, wrap it up. Join us next week for Shania's second studio album, "The Woman in Me." This is the one that got twenty million copies sold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a big, big hit. Big, 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 big and big. In the meantime, you can visit us online at boxset.website. You can join our Discord. There will be a link in the show notes. Uh, if you could go on iTunes, write us a review. That would be very helpful for us, and we would highly oh, appreciate it. Please do it. that. Yeah. And if you want us to keep making the show, you know, if you want us to be able to spend time and make time for it and 
do it every week and um, put in the effort that we do, you can go to support.boxset.website and uh, kick us a few bucks to help us uh, help us into a situation where we lose less money on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Yeah, and you'll get to hear our uh, our special uh, weekly or mostly weekly uh, side podcast, What's in the Box Weekly, where we just review uh, whatever we've been uh, munching on, Yum. whether it is TVs yeah. or actual uh, munchables. Munchables, uh, beers, phrases, books, video games, programming languages, if you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah, some good stuff in there. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, until next week with The Woman in Me, I've been Nathan Hunt, and I want you to carpet bomb me with love. (laughs) I've been Cameron DeWitt, and with these vans, I do wed. (laughs) That's me. There you are. It's a me, Mario. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> well, how did you get this number? <laughs> I uh, I go down a pipe. I stop that... on the head of a turtle. Oh my god, are you like some kind of serial killer? Oh yes. <laughs> when it comes to a turtle and mushroom man. <laughs> I can't tell if I have a the, uh, how you say a Russian accent or the, uh, the Italian accent. It's sort now, of a midway between them. <laughs> <laughs> did you know I was Russian on my mother's side? <laughs> I did not know that. Uh, now, I have a very important question. Yeah, Jess. So, I am not a mushroom, but I am a fun guy. <laughs> Are you going to stop on me? Not after you say that. <laughs> because I don't want I to get anywhere near job. you. <laughs> <laughs> hey yay yay oh boy well time to go down a pipe okay bye <laughs> <laughs> okay bye thanks for stopping by oh hey cameron what's going on i just oh, uh, walked uh, up to my computer just now just having a very personal conversation with my favorite italian italian american is he supposed to be Mario italian Batali? american Wait. <laughs> or uh tony soprano <laughs>